1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Breaking news tonight, America's COVID perfect storm. As the U.S. shatters another record, 63,000 new infections in one day, the new warning from the nation's top infectious disease expert. State of disaster. With cases there exploding, the governor of Texas extends its emergency declaration, saying next week things will get even worse. Tonight, what Governor Abbott says he still won't do. Testing crisis. With COVID screening sites overwhelmed, lines now stretch for hours in the high heat. In parts of South Florida, one in every three tests is coming back positive. What experts say you should do if you can't get a test. Facing off with Fauci. The growing rift tonight between the president and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Why hasn't the country's leading expert on coronavirus briefed the president in two months? And the president cancels his weekend rally. Saving Roger Stone. Is the president about to give his longtime political ally and advisor a reprieve just days before the self-described dirty trickster was set to report to federal prison? Faye makes landfall the extreme weather battering the Northeast as we come on the air plus two-thirds of Americans bracing for a record-breaking heat wave this weekend. We're tracking the forecast. Glee stars final moments. The new surveillance video actress Naya Rivera boarding a boat with her son before disappearing on a California lake. The update just coming in from police. And Steve Hartman goes on the road tonight with a selfless act that changed two men's lives.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on a busy Friday evening. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. We are going to begin tonight with more evidence that the nation's coronavirus crisis is expanding exponentially. Over the past 24 hours, another 63,000 new infections have been reported here in the U.S., shattering yet another record for the sixth time since July began. In Texas, where hospitals are seeing three times as many COVID patients as they did just days ago, the governor is extending the state's disaster declaration, warning the situation there will get even worse next week. And across the south and west today, outdoor testing centers were overrun with patients sitting in long lines, just as an oppressive heat wave is slamming those areas. That heat, along with a shortage of supplies, forced several centers to shut down. President Trump flew to Florida today, one of the new epicenters of the pandemic, but barely mentioned the crisis. He did take aim at Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, saying he's, quote, Made a lot of mistakes. For his part, Dr. Fauci says he hasn't briefed the, briefed the president in two months. As we come on the air tonight, more than 3.1 million cases have been confirmed in the U.S., and the virus has killed almost 134,000 nationwide. There is a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is covering it all. CBS's Janet Chamlin is going to lead us off from Houston. Janet?
4: Margaret, the South is in a dire situation tonight. Georgia set a new record for daily cases today. Atlanta tonight is going to announce a rollback to phase one, asking people to stay at home. And the governor is going to reopen a hospital there, a temporary makeshift hospital. And here in Houston, you can't get a COVID test right now. All of the testing centers were shut down at noon today due to extreme heat. It's an agonizing scene on replay in ICUs all across the country. Critically ill coronavirus patients straddling the line between life and death. States like Texas now facing their deadliest week. The governor has extended his disaster declaration in response. The toll predicted in hard-hit Hildago County.
5: The community overall has not taken this virus seriously. In short, the tsunami is here.
4: Dr. Gary Many is facing down disaster in Port Arthur, east of Houston, where COVID patients have tripled and staff is overwhelmed.
5: Now we're seeing young people, 30s, 20s, 40s, 50s, 60s on up.
4: Texas was among the first states to reopen and despite the explosion of cases, the governor says he's not planning to shut down again. Our the top community. official in Harris and County then, sounding the alarm.
2: Like that, if we don't do anything before schools reopen, we'll be opening the door to a huge fire. It's a forest fire. We don't know where it ends.
4: Houston Chronicle publishing an editorial saying Abbott didn't listen to coronavirus warnings and Texans died. Now a dire warning from the governor himself.
6: I think the numbers are going to look worse as we go into next week.
4: The numbers are worse in Florida Nearly another single-day high of more than 11,000 new cases, and more are testing positive. South Florida's Miami-Dade has seen a staggering daily positivity rate of 33 percent.
2: Tonight, to Arizona has emerged
4: as the newest hotspot, leading the country in the number of new cases. More than one in four people testing positive. Look at how average new cases in Arizona compare to New York where cases have declined. But there are new findings tonight on the benefits of the antiviral drug remdesivir. Its manufacturer saying it cut the risk of death for sick patients 62% compared to standard care. It's blown out of proportion until you're the person laying in CCU who has no contact with anybody and you're helpless. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston.
5: I'm Carter Evans in California, where lines just to get a COVID test stretch for blocks. In Lexington, Kentucky. I I
4: didn't
0: expect that the line is going to be this long.
5: In Arizona, one of the hardest hit states, the wait is up to 12 hours.
0: The turnaround time for our testing in Arizona is really bad. You can get your test and those results may not come back for seven or eight days.
5: When people have to wait a week or more to find out if they're positive, what does that mean for the disease? Well, the disease has a heck of a long time when we really don't know where it is or isn't. Tucson ER doctor Matt Hines says that's why people need to self-isolate until the results are in. Don't stop doing the right thing to help us get this under control. It took eight days for Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms to learn she was positive. She was out in public during that time.
7: Our testing system is failing, and this is the reason this virus is continuing to spread. This is the reason that people are inadvertently putting people in harm's way.
5: I mean, can you blame these people for not wanting to quarantine while they wait a week or more for results? Not at all. It's gonna be really hard to keep them out of work for seven, eight, nine days, when this should all be taken care of in a day. This is not where we should be in the United States of America. BEHIND ME YOU CAN SEE A HUGE LINE OF CARS AT A TESTING CENTER HERE OUTSIDE LOS ANGELES. THEY TEST ABOUT 2,000 PEOPLE A DAY HERE. OVERALL IN THE STATE OF CALIFORNIA, THEY'RE AVERAGING ABOUT 100,000 TESTS A DAY. AND ABOUT 8% OF THOSE ARE COMING BACK POSITIVE. MARGARET?
2: ALL RIGHT. CARTER EVANS IN LOS ANGELES. THANK YOU. President Trump says he will wear a mask when he visits the Walter Reed Military Hospital outside of Washington Saturday. It would be the first time that the president has done that in public. It comes as the president is increasingly at odds with the nation's top expert on infectious diseases. CBS's Weijia Zhang reports tonight from the White House.
8: President Trump spent the day in South Florida where the coronavirus infection surged again to near record levels, but he avoided the subject.
0: We're doing very
3: well, by the way. You'll be happy to know in the state of Florida.
8: The president focused mainly on his reelection as he continues to downplay the scope of the crisis and criticize members of his own team. Last night, Mr. Trump fueled the apparent feud between him and Dr. Anthony Fauci.
6: Dr. Fauci's a nice man, but he's made a lot of mistakes.
8: A constant presence at President Trump's side early in the pandemic. Fauci now says he hasn't briefed the president in over two months and hasn't actually seen him at the White House since June 2nd. Fauci told the Financial Times, speaking the truth at all times may be why the White House has kept him off TV. It hasn't stopped Fauci from getting his message across telling the 538 podcast last night that the U.S. is not making enough progress and said hyperpartisan politics is partly to blame.
6: So I think you'd have to make the assumption that if there wasn't such divisiveness, that we would have a more coordinated approach.
8: Meanwhile, the Trump campaign postponed a rally scheduled for tomorrow night in New Hampshire, citing bad weather from Tropical Storm Fay. But the forecast only calls for rain in the morning. There were concerns about the safety of the rally. Republican Governor Chris Sununu had said he wouldn't attend because of the health risks.
2: And Weijia Zhang joins us now from the White House. WE we KNOW POLITICAL OPERATIVE ROGER STONE IS SET TO REPORT TO PRISON TUESDAY, BUT THE PRESIDENT CONTINUES TO HINT HE MAY GIVE HIM A REPRIEVE. WHAT SHOULD WE EXPECT? Well,
8: President Trump has always said his longtime friend Roger Stone was framed on charges linked to the Russia investigation. And tonight he is considering a pardon or commutation for the 67-year-old who's supposed to spend 40 years in prison, a sentence Attorney General William Barr describes as fair. Stone tells CBS News he is
2: praying for clemency. Margaret. Weisha, thank you. Tonight we are following severe weather, a rare July tropical storm in the northeast. Faye is dumping buckets of rain and causing flash flooding. Tornadoes cannot be ruled out. The storm has made landfall near Atlantic City, and tonight warnings are posted from New Jersey to Connecticut. CBS's Mola Lange is in New York City.
3: (laughs) Bay was an unwanted guest at the Jersey Shore, bringing flash flood warnings affecting more than 11 million people as it took aim at New York. It's the sixth named storm this hurricane season, dumping around four inches of rain in the southern part of New Jersey before making landfall further north this afternoon. The storm submerged neighborhoods throughout the day, making parked cars look like docked boats. I want everybody to be careful. And with winds up to 50 miles per hour, enough to rip the siding off this building, Fay is the fastest we've gotten to a named storm with the letter F on record. As Fay stormed up New Jersey's coast, New York City hunkered down, bracing for impact. Well, tonight, a heat dome is smothering much of the rest of the country, pushing extreme temperatures to extreme highs. As many as 75 records could be broken here in the coming days. And just to give you a little idea, Margaret, Tucson, Arizona, is expected to get up to 115 degrees.
2: Unbelievable. Mola Lange preparing there for some rain. Well, the teachers union in Los Angeles, the nation's second largest district, says schools should stay closed next month when the new academic year begins. And they're not alone. Many teachers across the country are pushing back on plans to bring students back into the classroom. CBS's Nicole Killian reports.
7: Angela Philpott is a mother of three and a middle school teacher outside of Phoenix. She says she's gotten little guidance about going back to the classroom
8: teachers in Arizona have just had to supply their own materials for their classroom, whether it's copy paper, pencils, and now it'll be masks for students, hand sanitizers, Clorox wipes, whatever else we need to keep our students safe.
7: The thought of returning this fall in the midst of a pandemic was too much for Christina Kerfman. The Virginia second grade instructor suffers from an autoimmune disorder and decided to retire early after almost 30 years.
8: I love my job. I love my students, but when it comes down to this could not just make you sick. It could actually, you know, be deadly. It was a no brainer for me at that point.
7: Dr William Raska authored a new commentary in the Journal of Pediatrics, suggesting schools can reopen safely because children are less likely to get infected. They're
9: less likely to transmit the virus and that knowing that and putting together good mitigation strategies that we can open schools.
7: Angela worries about the trade-off.
8: If we go in and we get the virus and bring it back to our own families, then we've hurt the people that we love. If I don't go in, then I risk being unemployed and it's a no-win situation.
7: In a joint statement, two of the nation's largest teachers unions and the American Academy of Pediatrics say that science should drive the decision to reopen, not politics. The academy recently issued guidelines with the goal
2: of having students physically present in schools. Margaret? A lot of concerned parents. Thank you very much, Nicole. Well, now the latest on the painstaking search for actress Naya Rivera. The former Glee star disappeared on Wednesday after she rented a boat on a lake north of Los Angeles. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti.
6: Today, search teams at Lake Piru are relying heavily on high-tech sonar equipment and cadaver dogs to help them find 33-year-old actress Naya Rivera. She's believed to have drowned while out boating with her 4-year-old son, Josie. Divers say the water is too murky to locate her body with the naked eye.
10: Sonar is able to do a 20-foot to 30-foot swath of area for each time, where a diver with zero visibility has about a 2-foot swath.
6: This security camera captures the moment when Rivera and her son get out of their car and walk toward the docks. They're seen boarding a rented pontoon. No one else joins them. Hours later, Josie is found alone on the boat. He tells investigators he and his mom went swimming, but that she never got back on the boat. There were zero clues in the shoreline areas of where the boat was found to suggest that she made it to shore. Rivera is best known for playing Santana Lopez, who falls in love with a fellow cheerleader on the long-running series Glee. Rivera's fellow actors are holding out hope. Now Glee fans must deal with the possibility that the life of a third member of the cast has ended unexpectedly. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Los Angeles.
2: Goya, one of the nation's most popular Hispanic food brands, is facing a boycott tonight after the head of the company refused to apologize for praising President Trump. On Thursday, Robert Unanue said the nation is, quote, truly blessed to have a leader like the president. That caused a backlash on social media with calls for the members of the nat- Latino community to stop buying their products. Unanue says a boycott is a suppression of speech. Tonight, lawyers for Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend want her released on a $5 million bond while she awaits trial on charges of trafficking girls for him. They say she's at risk of getting coronavirus. In a court filing today, Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers also said she hadn't been in contact with him for more than a decade. Epstein killed himself while in jail last summer. In a world where everything can change in an instant, one man decided he had no time for grudges. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman with tonight's On the Road.
10: Who could blame Dalen McLee for hating the police? He was falsely accused of pointing a gun at an officer and spent a year in jail before a jury finally acquitted him. Not to mention the countless traffic stops. What happens? Oh, typical running is you just pulling out from your house and you get pulled. No traffic violations. How does it make you feel about police in general?
6: Definitely a lot of animosity, as in, you know, if i seen him, I wanted to go the other way.
10: And that was the bitterness he brought to this street corner in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, last month. Dalen says he rushed here after hearing a huge crash. There was just a lot of screaming, a lot of chaos. Oh, man, I get chills when I think of it. It was a bad traffic accident involving a police car. Officer trapped inside, gas tank leaking, flames spreading toward the cabin. Another officer who responded to the crash tried to rescue his colleague, but couldn't get the door open. And that's when a lone bystander stepped toward the burning wreckage. That bystander, Mr. Dalen McLee. I don't know how I got that door open, Then I grabbed him out. All of a sudden, the door just gets ripped open. Jay Hanley is the officer Dalen rescued. It's amazing when there's true love in people and they can get you out of something like that, no matter who you are or where you've come from. There should be more people like that. And certainly, if there were more people like that, Look better. there'd oh. be more moments like this. Finally, get to see you, man. I appreciate How you doing it. Good, man. God thank bless you. Thank you so man. much, man. Thank you. Last oh, week, Dalen came over to Watch check her. on Officer Hanley and meet his very thankful oh, wife. Thank yeah, she's been for dying for a dog. Oh, you're <laughs> He's a good man, I could tell. That's the other thing they're grateful for. Despite all his run ins with the law, Dalen still believes there are a lot of good cops worth keeping. We're waiting for you to get back out there. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. In times of rage, we often paint groups with a broad brush. But Dalen says at some point you have to go back and fill in the fine lines between good and bad. Because in that subtlety, lies our humanity. I want people start to look at everybody as Americans and not, you know, he's white, he's black, he's Asian. We're people. And when we start realizing that, things should get better. In a small way, a I think better. they just did. And hopefully the world follows suit. I hope so, man. Steve Hartman, yeah. on the road. God was with us, bro. That's in Uniontown, good. Pennsylvania. Thank you so very much, man.
2: That's tonight's CBS Evening News. This Sunday on Face the Nation, I'll talk to Surgeon General Jerome Adams and Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego. I'm Margaret Prenn, and Nora will be back here on Monday, and I'll see you Sunday morning. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.
9: Hi, it's Stephen Colbert.